Welcome to the Global Exclusive Podcast. I am Shadow, back from the dead, to celebrate this podcast anniversary. And today we are joined by the original cast, minus Hazard, minus Cotton. Hello, guys. Hello. Yeah. Cotton was so, going to be here, but apparently could not wake up. Yeah, 8 a.m. Uh, is too early for her. I mean, I think she's recovering from the fact that she had such a terrible pull for Chow. So uh, I think so, too. She's probably been doing some heavy drinking. I know I fucking would. Like this banner has me so filled with rage, I am going to be raging out throughout this episode. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fucking great. So the question becomes who didn't pull on Chow? I did. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I, I think I think all of us did, right? Yeah, yeah this is probably the first banner I mean, in a while I, that all of us pulled. I didn't go to pity. Like or or I didn't get a chow and I'm not going to pity, so but I did pull. I did that one lap at least. Yeah, listen, um did we say that this is an anniversary episode? I don't, know, I don't I think we did. So. But yeah, it's our second anniversary. Ooh, we're two yeah, years our, old. Uh, our very first episode involved, like, included the Chow enhancements. And was yeah. the Wait, title. our actual first episode was Chow based? Oh my god, this is uh, actually uh, it was It was the Chinese New Year one. Yeah, we, we we titled it a very good boy. Yes, we did. Oh my, this is goosebump moment actually. Wow. Well, okay. Huh. Yeah. So, All right. So, muscle. This week we got a new NV base Chow, Divine Beast Chow. Uh, in his base form, he's a tank. Uh, and let's talk about that first, because there's something here that's I would say new and unprecedented, which is that. Uh, his LB gives Omni cover, physical, magical, and fixed for two turns, and it only costs forty crystals. So it's not that unreasonable to have full uptime on it. I think this is no. the first full Omni cover that can actually have full uptime. I think the rest have been cooldowns and grandes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the rest have been cooldowns. Maybe there was one on a super LB or something, but I don't think. And, so. and can someone remind me about the mechanics of Omni cover? So if you Omni cover up, is it still that only one cover activates per turn, or yeah. It, it will absorb physical, magical, and fixed attacks, but not attacks that have the cover piercing tag. Well, to, to clarify, this... you still can't have another unit covering on the same turn. No, 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 but, but yes, I mean... It, it will cover but the, everything. Exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah, this just increases my rage for Gumi's underhanded tactics, but we're going to talk about that later. I just want everyone that you know pulled on Chow and got Chow to hear how great of a unit they are before I really need fucking... Blow off some steam. Uh, so before everybody gets too excited about the Omni cover thing, there's serious problems with it. Uh, the first thing is that um, is is going to be mitigation uh, and defensive stats. You can't really get high spirit and defense at the same time. And Chow has no innate physical mitigation. And if you're using the LB on the first time, on the first turn, you also don't have magic mitigation or general mitigation. So you need to get those externally. So that's difficult to pull off. I think there's ways to do it, but in a lot of cases, if you try to do this without a very, very strong plan in mind beforehand, Chow is going to end up dead on the first turn. It, it's going to uh... be much more. It's going to be much more applicable in situations where you can immune most of the damage through evade for the physical side or element resists for the magic side. Or yeah, exactly what I was going to say. You, you can take the magic side just fine if you don't need the Omni Term One. Because yeah. then you can use a turn to get mitigations and even magic cover first, and then, then 
Yeah, I think a lot of the time we've seen bosses in uh, Clash or Dark Visions where all of the damage of one type has been evadable or resistible, and then all of the damage of the other type is much harder to deal with. And with Chao, you might be able to just double dip and let the rest of your team go full damage, which is good both because it lets your team gear for full damage and also because it makes it so much faster and easier to build them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, it, like it's I said, an absolute it's, killer feature of the unit. It's, it's going to depend on the boss. It's going to depend on the rest of your team. And even then, yeah, you're still going to probably want some external LB, LB mm-hmm. fill support for consistency. But yeah. it's, it's a it's very far good from a uni- have pocket. Yeah. Far from a universal tool, but a very nice one to have. It's definitely a strong niche tool. Like, I mean, and, and it's it's a tool that also breaks a lot of the game's mechanics, like just like Endless MP and Karaja have done, and Cover, original Cover <laughs> did as well, it, so, it which is why I don't like it. It's it's very strong. I'll, I absolutely grant you that. But I think that the mitigation problems mean that it's still narrow enough that it doesn't feel horrifically game-breaking. Yeah, I think things like accuracy on bosses and cover-piercing attacks are common enough already where it's not super-breaking. A lot of sort of the more recent and relevant stuff. If if you had told me last week that they were going to release a unit with full uptime on Omni-Cover, I would have laughed at you. But now that I've had a chance to see the unit and think about it, I do think it's maybe not an issue. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe in a few months I will be on this podcast saying that it sounds horrible, but... Let's see. Let's my, see. My, my first impression here is that it's it's certainly not without. I don't. I have concerns, but I'm not saying. I I don't think it'll be as bad as I as some people are afraid of. I I, I don't think it's going to be game breaking at all. I just think it's a fucking horrible ability to introduce to the game on full uptime because I know it's going to be used for cheesing and. There's going to be clears that people won't be able to replicate because they don't have this bullshit mechanic. But yeah, yeah. There's like there's already a clear that you can't replicate because you don't have one specific unit. Is also is already incredibly common. Like that's how I feel every time I see things with Lara. But um, yeah. So I don't think yeah, that's no, that definitely. Really. Well, mm, in practicality. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if I would equate those because like the Lara comparison would be more like, okay, you don't have the raw damage to do it. And that's that I'm more okay with that where where you need to like seek other forms of of team comps. But this is a very specific tool you might be missing. It's kind of like what people felt like when Kresnik was when when Kresnik plus Cartman were all shitting on the otherwise impossible like it was the mave banner boss right yeah Trisha. Where, like if, if yeah if you had kresnik and cartons like it was a joke because they had the specific imbue boss and or absorb dark damage mechanics and um i don't know i i just think i just think that's fucking dumb and uh, i think I, I know why they're doing it it's obvious that gumi's focus is solely on making money for the short term right now and that's hurting this game Anyway, oh, oh, I, I said I was not going to rage. Sorry, must pull. So, oh, um, good of a magic tank is Chow in terms of numbers. Uh, I haven't actually run effective health calculations yet because... You um, are the, fucking the, worthless. Oh, well, my. The, the fuck, you have one job. I think this morning. So I just did a damage build like 10 minutes before the podcast. And I haven't looked oh at effective God. health yet. But from looking at the kit, I don't think it's great. 
the biggest problem here is that Shao does not have full uptime on magic mitigation. It's it's four out of five turns, and on those four turns, it's going to be really, really tanky. 75 general, 80 magic mitt, 70 to 85 cover wow. mitt, big barriers and all that. But on that one turn out of five, you drop to zero magic mitt unless you have external. Yeah, you, you better that, have a backup plan. be bad. So, I mean, um, what, what we're technically talking about is then, like, much stronger than other magic tanks on most turns, except for the one turn where they are as strong as a normal magic tank. Well, no, on that one turn, they are going to be a lot worse. No, 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 I mean, I, I, I'm I am counting that you're absolutely bringing some type of external oh, magic yeah, mitigation. Oh, yeah, if you have 50% external, then, with, yeah, it goes down to pretty average on that downturn, I think. Might, might be below average still. Slightly, Doesn't but utility still win over like most other magic tanks? Oh though? yeah, yeah. There's yeah. the utility as well, which is very, very nice. Like, yeah. good self healing is nice. Just on that provoke skill with forty percent HP and ten percent MP restore. That's honestly kind of nice to have. And then there's AOE ailment breaks or ailment immunity break immunity, which are both nice to have. Yeah, and then good, obviously good the whole like things. Like with this a morale gauge filling? Holy shit. Yeah, oh yeah. Um yeah, Chow's counters fill a ton of morale. Like there's the ones that are two per turn that do a decent amount and also restore some HP and MP, fill LB and stuff. But um the main thing you want is like to add a basic attack counter there's on them. A, yeah, yeah, something like Black Belt or Blizzard Orb. And then yeah, you that attack a bunch of times with his basic attack, which Kills 100, 100 morale and also is also doing HP and MP healing. So your whole team will be filled up and your morale will get a lot as well. I think there's oh, a really, really I, nice. Well, I, think I just can't listen to this unit. Like, I just can't. Well, this is this is how you make a good support unit, really. No, this like is a, how you make like a, a fucking broken unit, Dream. There's a big difference. Broken. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, so, Shadow. Yeah. I don't think you would be we would be complaining that Chow was mediocre if he didn't have some of this stuff. No, no, no. What? We would not be complaining that Chow no, was mediocre. we would be complaining because you, you have to compare Chow to Maeve, and Maeve kind of, not broke it, but like she kind of set a new bar for what tanks should be in Chow. And, and so if, if that's the case, Chow needs to come and either beat it or compete in a different area. And I think Chow competes in a different area than Maeve enough that they can coexist instead of one topping another yeah, yeah and sure and this is where i i know that um most people are angry with gumi right now but like this is a moment where just looking at the unit whoever's designing the units the the glex units they're not dumb like they're probably the they probably know more than alem ever knows in terms of how to design units and give them more than three abilities in an lb so in a way i think that chow is really brilliant in what he does it's just Everything around it, right? The event, the and yeah, it's just bad taste. But we can yeah, talk about that. No, listen, like, listen, like, listen. Like, well, I just do sorry, go ahead. No, I just want to say I don't agree at all. Okay, like I, I think it's just obvious that this unit is so overloaded. Like you're talking about a good support kit, but this unit can do so many things. Cleanse imperils, give a super strong uh, amp of for three I, elements. I think you need to look at that cleanse imperils ability a little closer. Because that is not useful. Yeah, it, it kills himself. And you don't want that. Yep. Oh, yeah. shit. It actually, I, I actually missed the cycle. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Well, <laughs> and also, his amps come with no imbues. So, 
No, but but we have that for many units. My whole point is there is so much overloaded shit on top of being a super strong tank, and we're soon going to talk about the Brave Shift, all right? I... We're not talking like, like, listen, you can't compare this unit to Maeve because Maeve is a pure tank through and through, all right? And Maeve's damage she wasn't is... bad either. <sighs> So it, it, it's, like, it's not higher than Lara and Carton. So, so like, you here, know. here's my take. Um, Chell has a lot of strengths, but Chell also has significant drawbacks and vulnerabilities in that same kit. So, for instance, yes, Chow's damage is going to be... I, I guess I haven't looked at what it's like in Clash, but it's on paper, it seems roughly comparable to um, to, to Carton's burst. Well, Maybe it's a little lower, especially when you count for being a mage. Partly good on Wiki because Chow's damage is like completely self-sufficient, whereas yeah, a lot of the other competitors are scaling a lot more with external support. Plus, yeah, and Chow's um, damage like also less Chow, Yeah, because um, in terms of like morale scaling, with how Cutting compares, like Chow's max morale mod is only five hundred compared to three hundred with no morale, so it's not even double and most i think most morale ratios are much higher than that yeah but anyway what i was going to say is like even if the damage is comparable on paper chow was element locked carton's not uh maybe chow was as tanky against magic as Mave. i would have to check but then you have that one turn where chow just falls over dead if you don't do something big for him uh chow can't physical tank very effectively at all like he has the omni cover but against physical damage you're going to run into a lot of problems it basically uh, only works if he's evade and it's evadable. Yeah. Um, Chow has a more limited weapon selection than Maeve, I believe, which is oh, yeah. not, it's not the biggest deal for a tank, but it's still one thing to worry about. Uh, there's there's just a lot of things here where Chow has strengths, but is also clearly not a general purpose unit. And when you're building Chow, a lot of the things that you want are competing for very tight uh, gear slots. Like, yeah, if you can get counters in there, then that's going to help a lot with morale. But then you're trying to fit counters onto a unit that already needs resists and probably effective health and a lot of other things. And can you fit all that at once? But I mean, if you don't need Black Belt for his counters to be good and for already to have a really strong morale fill in his kit which eliminates many of the other, or some of the other niche units we've had. Like, again, Maeve is not a general purpose unit either. She's a tank, but her, her thing is she can tank both physical and magical in two different forms, right? Well, Chow's thing is that he's a strong magic tank, a really strong one, pro probably like around Maeve levels, but we don't know because Muspel sucks, <laughs> and, and a really strong damage dealer. On top of do those two things that are just really good things in themselves, like to be a really strong damage dealer in Cow, together with being an incredibly tanky magic tank for fights that don't take longer than four turns for most players, this unit also has insane morale fill, a ton of utility outside of the tanking role. This is my point. Like, I, I, you I do like, realize, like, Maeve also has ailment and break resist buffs aoe and yeah but, like, but i did not say mave is okay i specifically think mave is fucking dumb when she was released as well like that yeah. was just so stupid it was beyond and the, the whole thing is it, it's just so clear that this design i, I agree with shadow 
the, the person that's doing this knows what they're doing, and what they're doing is they're trying to make money for Gumi in the short term. That's I, I exactly what's happening. I don't agree that, that Maeve was stupid either. Um, Maeve, yeah, again, but you love had, tanks. Had okay, you're strength. biased. I don't want to well, hear your opinions. Well, my, my, my point, point is 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 that Alan has no idea what to do with tanks. They release like one that's completely busted, and then they do nothing for two years. Yeah, and but like yeah, Gumi, non non damage rolls have very much like not power crept much and. Uh, power creep is inevitable eventually, so this yeah. is non-damage power creep that you are seeing. This is what it looks like. Gumi is absolutely pushing the, the envelope, but unlike Alum, they seem to do it with more than one unit, and they do it more frequently. So, on the one hand, it, it always it sucks to see that your tank is not going to last two and a half years, like Phasey did. But at the same time, it's also nice to see the meta get shaken up a little bit. If you're seeing Phasey in literally every single clear over and over and over again, that's really boring. Because after a certain point, you know everything she does, you know exactly why she's there, and there's nobody else that can ever compete. Whereas now you have Bohemi, you have Maeve, you have... And now you're going to see Chow, and I'm sure there's other units that are not coming to mind. Celeste. I think, yeah, Celeste. I think Barrows, what you're complaining about is... Um... This is something that's valid in terms of how Maeve was kind of busted, but it's also something that Gumi put themselves into a corner as soon as they released Cal. What's happening right now is that a lot of people are saving for whatever global exclusive banner that comes with Cal and not pulling on any of the JP banners, because most of these Cal units also do very well in uh, DB. So it's, it's it's come to a point where it's like, um, Gumi needs to step up, not, a, not, not, not just from the last Cal banner, but also from whatever e equivalent JP banners at that week. Yeah, I because mean, it's it, it a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like, it, it's kind of, if if you, every time there's a cow, you make a banner that you literally need that unit to make the trial doable, or, you know, I'm exaggerating, but, but you know what I mean? Of I, course, I really people are going to have that behavior. And then this spiral spirals down into you thinking, well, okay, all of our effort needs to go towards designing even more and better cow units because that's the only thing the players are spending on. Well, no fucking shit. You designed the system in that way, you stupid fucks. Like we have the dude in wiki discussions saying like, yeah, we're just, you know, we're just going to copy stuff over from JP. We're not going to be upgrading anything. And we're just going to focus on cow because that sells I mean, yeah, in, no in, shit. in their defense, every single unit from JP would be just as much work because, like, there's there's nothing redeemable in those JP in those JP kits. They have there's there's, there, there's nothing there. You would have to like, yeah, you could buff Lena's numbers, but that doesn't make her interesting. You would have to give her an entire kit because she doesn't. No, have I mean that's like, like so. So right now, it seems like uh, Lena is actually well. I don't know if she's bugged. I think she's intentionally like that. I think the description is wrong, but she actually has a 50% imperil field, right? I think she That's... did briefly, but it's fixed again now. No, ma 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 okay. Maybe, maybe then my whole point wasn't, wasn't fell apart. Example, but, like, yeah. but most of these JP units, like you could buff their numbers, but that doesn't make them interesting. It, ma it makes them less bad or it makes them good, but people also, would still be bored by them. So. Well, Lena is probably one of the more interesting recent JP kids. That's yeah. Sad well, yeah. No, no. I mean, but but the whole point is kind of like if you're saying okay, we have to design for cow because that's the only thing that sells because we're designing it that way. That that's that's a dumb argument. You know, like I'm I'm not I'm I'm not saying it would be easy to or or, or just no work at all to to buff JP units or or to do whatever. Right. But I'm saying that you you can't say 
that, oh, the only thing that works is cows. So we need to design for cow. Well, my, my point is that designing units from the ground up is going to be about the same amount of work as fixing a JP unit. Because in either case, you're you're pretty much just designing an entire kit from scratch. Because you, you have to recreate the entire JP unit because you can't reuse any of it. There's no, Like I said, there's there's nothing interesting there. And if, if you want to make Cyan a unit that people are going to care about beyond just how much damage he does, you need to come up with a reason for him to exist, and he doesn't have one right now. Yeah, but you know, like, here's the point. There is a certain power and certain draw to units also just doing damage, all right? So, like, let's let's take a unit like... Um, Let's take a unit like Cyan, for example. Okay, maybe maybe that was a bad example. Because Cyan actually was released at a time where he's powerful. And he's, he's still actually fairly powerful for Earth content. But, um, I don't know, Lena, Lena, or, or, or uh, whatever, where, okay, this, like, if she actually had meta levels of damage, or or just just slightly below meta levels of damage, people would pull out of the nostalgia alone. And that is just a simple math exercise. Like, I mean, j just adding some damage, you, you can do that. You don't, like, I am not requiring them to create the most fun and exciting units in the world. I I'm not. I'm just saying that, you know, obviously, obviously over-designing units to be extremely powerful for the one cow that they are released for is building a, I mean, it's building the prophecy that they're afraid of, right? It's building the prophecy of that, well, you're going to have to hoard and pull for every cow banner because that's how cow banners work. You either have that unit but, but that's or you're going to have a shit time. for top ranks. Like, clearing the fight is no, 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 no. challenging without chow, but you can still do it. Yeah, exactly. But that's my point. Okay, you already said it. So, so yes, it's also for top rank, but or or it's, it is for top rank, but all of these banners have been much, much easier if you have the banner unit. It, it is all yeah, but, like, but it's it's not impossible. And to be honest, there's nothing wrong with having a fight that's more challenging. Uh, like especially because there's so many guides out there. Like there's there's all kinds of YouTubers and whatever they're gonna put up videos like, hey, here's my clear of this fight without. Yeah, but I don't think challenging needs to to being a specific niche or kit that only a single unit brings. Like, if you know what I mean, I, I absolutely agree on the challenging part. But challenging to me means there are a couple of ways to do oh, this, think, but they're not easy. I think Christian was overtuned on that thing for needing too many spe or too specific a thing, though it didn't end up being, it was less Maeve and more like the enemy imbues. But the rest of them for clearing have kind of been not that bad for other options and stuff. Like the previous one, Arboralis, that was easy to just clear. It was just slow, but you could do clear it with pretty much whatever you wanted. Um, Actually, you're right, Dream. I do feel that Arboralis was one of the better design ones, even though, you know, Tiana had a thing where she made it easier because she had all the elements, right? So yeah, she could yeah, like, help fine. Making something that's that. easier because of yeah. a new unit is something that's, I think, completely fine. Making yeah. something impossible is the issue, right? And uh, right well, now, I would say it's a scale, right? This I one's mean, not it, too bad to clear without Chow either because you have options for, like, ignoring that human mitigation from fast clears with, for fast clears with, like, evokers or the Moogle damage dealers. But, yeah, if you want to go for the really high scores, then yeah, obviously the new unit that is designed to shine in this fight will make it a lot easier. 
Yeah. I mean, to me, it's a scale. And I think they hit the right end of the scale on the Tiana banner because there are other units you could all and or ways through FFB mechanics where you could, you know, like compensate for the for the actual scenario where you don't have a unit that can do all five relevant elements in one turn, right? Like there were ways around that and they were actually, I, I won't say easy, but they were manageable. And and but there are there have been many cow fights that are tuned to the other end where like it's it's I mean, not even manageable. Like, like you you've talked about how the one with Maeve was really bad, but like what other ones were that bad without the relevant unit? I mean, I'm now actually having bad. to remember what <laughs> other banners we I mean, had. I, I, I guess that's that's kind of my point that like despite having run the game for a long time, Gumi actually has not made many global exclusive bosses. Like there's probably less than twenty. I want to say like like real bosses, not yeah. event bosses that everybody one shotted anyways. Like yeah. you you have uh, Echidna, Rumble of Malboro, uh, the three bosses from Telfosanis, and the Clash bosses, and that's it. It was like I... the four chamber, four or five chamber of vengeance ones. Yeah, I guess that's now. true, but I still think that's less than twenty at this point. Like, yeah, they they well, they certainly yeah. don't have a perfect track record, but I also think they're still learning. And, like, they're not doing a bad job when you consider how little experience they have at it. Or considering the fact mm. that how bad Aelin does their job at it. Yeah, but, that's but, true. But, but that still doesn't cover the blatant, you know, blatant design for maximizing short-term profits, but, which, which but really again, bothers there's, me. There's like one they are a company. That. They are focused on making money. Yes. No, no. I, I, I am not arguing that a gacha game needs to make money and that they need to have incentives for players to spend money. What I'm arguing against is the really hurtful exploitative mechanics you do that through. Like, now, okay, we've devolved into this area anyway. I would have liked us to finish Chow, but we can do that too. For instance, on this banner, you know, we have we have Shuiyu on the banner as well. Shuiyi, Shu Yaoi, I don't know. We have her. Zero upgrades. She's an envy on banner, meaning she shares rates with with Chow. Um, she is worse she... than most seven stars. Like like there are seven stars that are NVAs that are much better than her. She has zero function in this game. Her STMR is absolute dog shit. It only works on her. Um, there's no like her TMR is also worthless. There's literally no reason to pull this unit. Why is she on banner and unbuffed? Well, obviously to make pulling for Chow more difficult, right? Obviously that's, to increase that's profit. not how it works because regardless of whether they share with anything, all like new envies are always 1% rate. There's there's no like rate splitting with envies. So what your chances of getting Chao was not ruined by Shui Yu being in the banner. But it Wait, does so... it does definitely suck, but she's not buffed. But she's not affecting your Chao rates. Yeah, like ev so ev Chow every, every still... envy for the past however long has had a one percent rate. Chao has a one percent rate. Shuiyu is 0.5%. It would actually, it's yeah. actually the if rerun you're one's for, lower. for some insane reason. I don't know why it would be worse. It was same as Ibarra on Carton's banner. Okay, okay, well, okay. That that is really good. That still doesn't fix the problem where you still have a much higher chance of getting a really shitty envy than a random NV that you would get another banner, right? Like, if it was just Chow think, on the banner? Well, it's I think, 1.5 rather than 2%, so 3 quarters. I think what's happening here is that um, there is a clear lack, and I've said this multiple times, there's a clear lack of 
like manpower at Gumi versus what they want to do with Cow and like all those global exclusive things. Like a few, like you can tell because when they started skipping story events, it's because they lack the manpower to translate that shit every week for whatever amount. But, of, but you know that that there. is like I've worked and, in 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 the in this, in the video game industry for fourteen years. I know how much it costs to translate shit. Like I I do not understand that argument from anyone. Like that it that it would be expensive. To translate, like, are you fucking kidding me? Square Enix says no, fuck you. Yeah, if Square Enix says no, fuck you, then Gumi has no choice but no. Like, they don't have the funds for it. That's so dumb. Like, because, like, they're not allowed to spend the funds that they do have on it. Yeah, that that, I I guess that's it. I guess, I guess maybe that's the thing where just we've, we've seen a bunch of times in news fairly recently, I feel, of like high up Square Enix people not making very smart decisions yeah no and we have had we have talked about this before on the podcast where it seems like square enix is controlling a lot behind the scenes and and we've even had this confirmed by the gumi employees that do sometimes come over to or i don't know if they're gumi employees or just people freelancing for gumi i don't care um but like that yeah we do see a lot of control from square enix that maybe is potentially at least making some of these bad decisions. Yeah, and, but like, well, I think uh, my point is that um, there's a clear lack of manpower, and when they stopped doing NVAs for, you know, older units, and, and now they're not, they didn't update Shui Yu, sometimes it just, I just think, oh, yeah, they're clearly lacking the manpower to do all of that, plus create a new unit, plus create a new cow boss, and it's, it, I'm not defending Gumi, but at the same time, it's most likely on Square for not giving them the okay or funds to do what, what they really want to do with all of this. And, in and what's defense, really weird, in, and in here's here's defense, the added weird thing. As they've cut down on the stuff that they're doing by like not doing NBAs, the things that they have released, like Clash Bosses and the new and the new base NBs, have actually gotten better in quality. Like some of the older uh, global exclusive NB bases, like Noppy, were just not impressive. But that's true. The less like the less they release, the higher quality it is, and it sucks. Yeah, no, 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 no. But listen, I don't buy that. I don't buy that argument just for the simple fact that, I mean, they're actually putting in an active effort, active part of their time to remove positive content from the game. You can't deny that. Like, they're removing unit upgrades, crowns, uh, NVA, just upgrades, reworks, and so on. They are for free. They're coming from JP. They're already in the fucking data. They actually have to put in a physical effort to remove them. The reason why we know I, it's like this is because means. they accidentally get patched in at, at other in, in other patches, and then they have to remove them again. Well, it's, 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 it's so it's dumb. Different. It is less of it to remove than it is to like translate and test, and make sure they work with GL's different skill descriptions and whatnot and stuff. So it probably is still slightly less work to remove them than it is to put them in. But yeah, it's it's uh, almost it, entirely done to not make sure that they aren't take away taking away from people's chances of pulling on banners, and that does really suck. Old old unit thing that I and, want, and i mean that hurt the most to not get basically yeah i mean and i don't even talk about shui shui because okay shui would require an additional effort right like she would actually require an effort to you know design new mods uh, etc even though i feel like it would be really easy to just make her just a little bit stronger i feel like that's like five minutes of work maybe but anyway 
regardless, what I'm saying is I am really hurt by when they actively remove things that from players just as you said, Dream, you know, just in order to increase um, revenue. And it, it's kind of connected to what you said before, Dream. I mean, it has to make money. Yes, a company does have to make money, but it doesn't always have to be so short-term revenue focused where they're kind of burning the candle really fucking aggressively. I, I think there's another angle to it too. I think part of it, part of it may be like, if they don't release these NVAs, then people are going to need other units to fill those roles and they'll pull for them. Maybe that's part of it. Another part of it could be that they want to keep global unpredictable because there was there there have been, there have been times in the game's history when people have known exactly what was coming from JP and it shaped their decisions months in ahead and it meant that people skipped a lot of banners and that was def I can wait for those wall enhancements guys yeah that that was not good for Gumi's bottom line and yeah but they have fixed that like, now we're, we're, with, with Cow they've fixed that like, they don't it's have that not problem a problem anymore. when JP's release is a miserable anyway. Yeah, true, true. I mean, there there are still people that are hoarding for Knights of Grand Shelter Dark Rain. Mostly they they because they shouldn't, though. they're also useful on the global exclusive units. And I, I was going to say they shouldn't, because I've heard that Knights of Grand Shelter are, like, fucked over, because, like, the trials released after their release are immune to their elements, so, you know, fuck yeah. you. But I, I, my point is, I think Gumi wants to make sure that, like, we don't know, like, even if JP gets something, I think they want people to get into the mindset that JP getting something is not even close to a guarantee that we'll get it. And not I don't know. I, I think you're reaching. I think you're reaching. The fact that Ferris and Bart's got tiny upgrades on Final Fantasy IV banner in JP, and we didn't, I do not think that's a grand scheme to make the game unpredictable. I'm sorry. I, I just think that is short-term greed in and the fear that if we buff these units the least, maybe slightly less amount of players will spend money on this banner. I that's, think I apply to the wisdom. I apply to the wisdom that you always have to assume ignorance or incompetence versus malice, and I think ignorance and incompetence right now is the answer versus malice. No, no, we, because this requires work. Yeah, like I removing this requires well, work. It, 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 malice again, it, it requires less work than localization. It could, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not trying to shit on Gumi alone. I am sure there are some really complex mechanics here, and that the Square Enix are, are are stepping on their throat. I'm I'm sure that can be the case. But you know, I'm a player of the game, so I'm just expressing how I feel, and I feel shit. Like, I don't care if it's Square Enix kicking me in the nuts or Gumi. I'm being kicked in the nuts and hurts. This is a side note, but I just keep thinking of that meme with Barris of this week being like. Life is pain, Gumi is making us suffer, and then next week just being like, OMG, Xenogears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, that's not going to happen because I don't have any lapis, so when Xenogears comes around... You know what's going to happen? Oh, oh, okay, let me predict this fucking bullshit right now. So what's going to happen is when Xenogears comes out, Faye and Ellie are not going to get their upgrades. And I if I you think I am whining now, holy shit, just I'm not sure that. Ellie even got any in JP. Now she got seven stars, so she didn't get an NVA, but she she got like upgrades to her uh, unit, as I understand it. I, I could be wrong, but I, I have a fairly strong memory that Ellie got some upgrades, not an NVA. Faye got an NVA. Localizing yeah. some of that stuff might be more problematic because those units got global exclusive buffs originally. Ellie got like really different enhancements and stuff here, but yeah, yeah if if they cut Faye's NVA, valid, but 
I wouldn't really expect anything for Ali. Yeah, I guess like seven star units haven't been getting any serious upgrades yeah. regardless. So, so especially uh, as without the like um master card upgrade and the card yeah, the three yeah. cards giving like special seven star only buffs, but, Ali would I mean, let's be see. garbage regardless. But um, right right now, like I like I'm not gonna lie, I I, I had a earlier today and throughout the day i've i've had several crises of faith like i play actually i play four gachas right now i, I play them fairly heavily all four of them right. and like i am well i mean i enjoy it but but i i've been so close to uninstalling ffb and i'm not trying to be dramatic i'm not trying to be like oh my god looking for attention i honestly have been really close to uninstalling ffb because i'm just realizing i am being treated like a human being and a player that deserves interesting and engaging times and decisions in a game in all the other games except ffb where i my only feeling is i am being milked for all the money i can you know put into the game and that's just such a shitty feeling i mean you know, i think you that's can make money without doing of, that that's been the feeling since like um since the premium units have came out um maybe i don't not everyone shares the un that feeling but like tobias no, I mean, you know Sephiroth, I think, really just felt like, and I think that feeling just continues to carry on. So it's not a new feeling for me. No, you know no, but it, but but it's kind of kind of climaxing for me right now, like, and not in a good climax way, like you know, Wait, whale dick on, orgasm. Actually, we I, were talking about whale something. penises oh, before sorry, the Baros, podcast. <laughs> Baros, Shadow Dream, I am really okay. angry. You guys have been trying for the past, I don't know, half hour to make me forget something. We need to talk about Chow's TM and STMR Envision card. Oh, this is I great because I, I, I was I I called the STMR shit on the Newsday, uh, and that was hilarious a hilarious moment before I realized what actually said in the STMR description. So please, Muspel, tell us tell us about the STMR. Uh, so the TM is pretty good for a TM. It's a shield, hundred seventy spirit, some resists. It also has some defense. I would um, say it's pretty strong for a TM, actually. Yeah. Given the yeah. stats on it, like it is. Like you, you could tell me that this was a seven-star STMR, and I would believe you. You could tell me it was an NV STMR, and I would say it was fine. For yeah. a TM, yeah. it's quite good. Um, his STMR. The STMR is shit, though. It's it's absolutely horrible. I guess I guess the thing with the TMRs is that like not that many things use shields, and like shield difference in quality isn't going to be make or break regardless so yeah. even if a tm is close to like stmr level it's kind of not a big deal yeah yeah uh the stmr is good actually it's <laughs> it's very very niche yeah. um because there's not a lot uh, of spirit-based damage dealers uh, oh wait hold on <laughs> I, <laughs> what? I would say it's moderate <laughs> what moderate like because it, like what? um like at hunt obviously the big thing is 100 percent lb damage and yeah. even if you're not getting anything from the spirit really like a regular attack based damage dealers that's still like good but not having any attack on it is means it's not always going to be ideal not always going to be amazing but some other attack based units will also want it and then obviously yeah. for chow it does a lot like in yeah. rare cases we even still see people use squalls stmr that's that's not common these days but this is a drastically upgraded version of squalls stmr yeah, I mean, like, even, and I wouldn't say it's not gear. common. Like, like if, when you're gearing a full team of damage, unless you're like Mega Whale and have like five Sora STMRs and three yeah. Hawkeye STMRs and three Zoma, like Squall STMR is going to be on your shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and this is a hundred percent LB damage is still a hundred percent LB damage. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like there like are there are units that you can optimize builds for insanely yeah. thanks to the hundred percent. Most like most attackers would prefer Sora's and Hawkeye's STMR. Like it's not going to be as good as those are, even though it's got more LB damage. Yeah, but yeah, it is still solid. Will make it into a lot of builds for LB damage yeah. dealers. Even like, if there's, there's obviously only a few units that get full value out of it, but it's good. This is this is the kind of thing it's I would really like good. to see from from NB STMRs. Yeah, I rem so so the mistake I made on Tuesday, I was reading it, and and for some reason there's LB there's LB fill on it, and Cinzar is like, and and Cinzar saying it's good, and I'm like. This is just marginally better than Kyrie STMR. Like, what the fuck is he on? And then I saw that. It's oh, you thought it was LB fill rate. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was LB fill rate. And then I'm like, oh, hold the fuck on. Yeah, okay, uh, that was good. FFB players in reading comprehension. Name a yeah. less iconic duo. <laughs> and then yeah. the card is also very good um, for spirit based damage dealers, of which there are not many. Spirit based uh, damage dealers from FFB. Yeah. Well, I'm, there, I'm trying to think. There's a card that gives 125 spirit. I forget. Is that Kresnik or Yuna? That's Yuna's one. Kresnik okay. is either 110 or 115 as well. Okay, yeah. So this is... Uh, Kresnik has the TDH, right, on it. Let me look up Kresnik, because I don't remember. There's so many cards at this point, and almost none of them matter, so I forget most of them. I, I, I think I think Kresnik has uh, the TDH. Uh, yeah, it's it's F, FFB unit uh, only, 50% TDH spirit. Yeah, and uh, then true TDH actually lower level stuff, so 100% total. Yeah. Uh, where, whereas Chow's is 50% spirit with a staff, 500 static spirit for an FFB unit. Is that gender restricted? Because I know, like, with no, it's, it's it was, just, and we didn't see it on the wiki. It's just FFB based. Okay. So that's that's good. Um, I guess you could. Use that's this a buff on, for on... like Yoshi and Shui. Yeah, right? there is not many units to use it for. Well, yeah. you just you just wait until we get uh, NVA uh, Schwen. Stop it, NVA. We already know it's unrealistic. Yeah, in that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, like it's it's amazing for Chow, right? Like flat yeah. the, the flat spirit. If you're not an FFB unit, you'd probably prefer Yuna's card. But that's also premium card. It's hard to make the argument. Maybe see use on um on Maeve in very rare situations where you don't care about HP. That would that would be for like a Dark Visions boss where you want to minimize damage taken and there's non-elemental magic damage. But even then you yeah. might just use Chow instead. I, I do wanna uh, um or or promote one thing. I'm really liking cards that also have resistances on them. Because I'm finding yeah. that I'm using more and more of these to do like niche builds and gears uh, ge gearings. So um <laughs> hey please give us more of that. I actually enjoy that. Yeah. So yeah, um, Chow, good. Let's uh, move the fuck on. We already yeah. did the Gumi sucks fat horse dick. Oh, sorry, I'm reading from my agenda. Um, so uh, the only the other weekly... thing I think we have to talk about is old units with TMs and STMRs, and there is not much here. Uh, so just, yeah. just going to go down the list. First off, the four stars, uh, Yan and Ling. There's nothing there. And Papa. Um, once, once I, let me pull up a list of all of them. I think, like, Fu is a decent 7-star unit because he can do his LB fill shenanigans, right? So that's, like, a nice niche tool to have in your arsenal, I guess. We do have other options for that now, I feel, though. But, um, uh, okay, and then there's Aang. Nobody cares. Aang's STMR is, like, still all right on the very niche of, like, using a TDH bow. 
It's like a I decent guess. stat stick for that. It, it would probably be like your third or fourth damage dealer. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, it's certainly not, not exciting. Uh, Chow's STMR has very narrow applications. I think like the counter on it can be handy for a few rare things, but you, if you're using that, you're doing something real weird. Uh, Chin and Baihu are unmitigated trash. Well, I think yeah, that I used Chin's to love STMR, Chin and Baihu. Chin's STMR could have future relevance. It has very high magic and it's two-handed. So once we get uh, JP announced what, like a month or two ago, that they were going to be adding two-handed variants to mages. Uh, yeah, so, I think magic damage does now have variants. I think it was added recently, or it might okay. be in the next week or two, but really? I think part what? of the thing is, yeah, yeah, they're getting variants on magic damage. I think part of the thing is also a lot of the recent envies in JP. No, no, no I mean, uh, I, I knew we were um, getting it. I was just surprised that you said it's already in. In, in JP. It, I'm not entirely sure if it is, but it, if it's not, it's very close. Yeah, but, but you're talking um, about JP, right? Not GL. Yeah, yeah, JP. Oh, okay. Because uh, I was like, wait, did this... No, okay, no. We haven't even got the regular variants update. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, also a lot of recent JP NVs have been giving high magic two-handed weapons of various weapon types that are useful for that. So Yeah. And they all have like at least 30 more magic than Chins does, but... Yeah, it could be all right, I guess. Yeah, but but chins increase your defense and spirit when your HP drops below forty percent. Do those other weapons have that? Never Do mind. They? The rest. Do they? Can Top we class. just move the fuck on from this storm of STMRs and PMRs? <laughs> anyway, the the moral of the story is you are not pulling on this banner for the seven stars. Yeah, you're not. Never. And then the other seven uh, star units are Xuan Wu and Qing Long, which. They're definitely not using either. Well, what? What's no. the, doesn't their STMR have a spirit and LB damage? No, wait, it's spirit while using a fist, right? Yeah, never mind. Yeah. And then Fu, God, no. No, just no. I mean, and technically the spirit with using a fist, like Chow can use fists. Snow STMI is a fist with good spirit, but also like Chow caps spirit easily enough anyway. Raw wait, actually, just 80% spirit. Is just not I mean, that amazing. Foo's kit has a couple things that are still semi-unique that we should very briefly mention. The first is that he is, to my knowledge, still the only unit in the game that can grant magic cover to someone else. It's very low mitigation, but this could. I want to have... say one other unit has that. Uh, who else? Really? Does it? I don't remember who, but I just kind of feel like there was one. I might be wrong. I don't so remember. Maybe there's someone else. I don't know. But is that? It is at best very rare. Yeah. Um. I I used that once on um. Who did I use it on? I, oh yeah, I used it on Shinryu. Uh, because Shinryu did the thing where he dispelled your tank and then he killed them, so you could not like you could raise them next turn, but then you wouldn't have magic cover. So I used food to apply cover to the recently raised tank, so that I would survive that turn. That's the only time oh, I think it's ever been relevant. The alternate we the alternate option for that case we do now have is um. Tanks with preemptive cover buffs, though. That's yeah, true. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. this is not likely to see use, but it could maybe come up. It's one of those weird yeah. things that it's good to remember exists. Yeah. And the other thing it's, is that... If someone had, like, a self-100% mitigation buff or something. Yeah. But no cover. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is that he has a skill that in, that fills LB gauge by 100 to all allies. It costs the entire Esper gauge, and he can only use it once per battle. But that could 
it, it can be kind of useful for like first turn KO. The problem is that he has like eight fucking auto casts, so it takes him like 15 seconds before you can have him do anything at the start of a fight. Yeah. So if this is something where you're farming, you don't want him on your team. And there's exactly. also a bunch of other units that can do at least like between 30 and 60 AoE yeah. turn one. So it's going to be rare that that isn't enough. There are some units that still have like crazy expensive LBs, but it's certainly not common yeah, these yeah. days. Very few I mean, we of 60. Like, I just want to make everyone aware that we've been talking about like an old unit for 10 minutes that came out like five, 15 it's, years it's, ago. It's Let's say like Look at muscle. Minutes, what do you Thomas. expect? Yeah, I know. I just somebody needs to stop him. Like Shadow, just choke him out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm actually doing this. Shadow is at my door and about to choke me, so we're gonna have to call this episode to a close, right? But but erotically or like you know aggressively. But we've got or, a very important or, limited time fight to discuss. Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I still didn't fight. do the hard version because it's actually you know I couldn't one shot it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit trickier to one shot. It's actually fairly tanky. But but it's but it's fairly straightforward. I don't know. Yeah. Me and Dream were just talking about it just before the pod. The literally only thing you should keep in mind about the Tiger heavy difficulty is don't cross fifty percent because your tank will die. Or well, depends on your tank, I guess. But it's gonna take a heavy beating. And um, like, like have have a magic tank with water and dark resists. I think preemptive cover on them is good too. Yeah. So like phase is a nice easy choice. Use fire or light damage. I think I just had some CWA chaining with like Tiana and Yigni, and yeah. it was pretty chill. I think I tivest it to death. Yeah. It, it can, it can uh, beat you up a bit, but it's not too hard. Yeah. yeah. And, and like if you can just do it where you just do like maybe 40% turn one or your first damage turn and then the remaining 60, that's, that's it. Then you won't even feel anything from the boss. So here's the real question though. We finally got. Envy Chow, which is like, that's one of the deepest tricks that Gumi could pull out of their bag in terms of units that people love the sprite of and they want to see another take on. Yeah. Who, who, who else can they do that with? Envy uh, Esther, Envy Roberta. I, I'm not sure about Roberta. I do know Esther has this really toxic fan base, so that would work. But Roberta, like, I, I mean, I love Roberta. Don't get me wrong. I love the shit out of her, but I'm not sure es she's es that popular. Esther had fans, but I don't think it was really about the sprite. People disliked that she was overpowered. And Roberta, uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, no, I've I've heard people R R fucking defend her sprite, and that's really weird because her sprite is absolute shit, and I stand by that. Uh, I'm I'm thinking I like, like I White Knight Noel's sprite is not great, but I think that okay, they, listen, listen, I knew it. Like we uh, cannot do no a single episode well, no without <laughs> Muspel mentioning White Knight Noel. Okay, why? <laughs> I I think that they could do a version of him that looked cool because the current version does not look cool. But no one would care about. <laughs> nobody would fucking care, Muspel. They can't do it because nobody would pull. God, what, what about out. Lucas? Who? No. No. Lucas. Jesus. Stop. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I think, Christmas you know, dead, okay. you know who else has a fan? Well, I was going to say Freyavia, but I'm actually not sure anymore. Because I think that's more like one of those older units that might that, not be. That well has got to be dry by now. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. With Aurora out there. still get a moderate amount. Yeah, guys. Me. I don't think anyone's listening to the podcast anymore. No, no. I mean, no. You're right, Shadow. Actually, cow. Did anyone do cow? Like, did anyone do the full fight yet? No, I've I've done up to like seventy. So yeah, far. I did. I did uh, eighty with my OTK team. Worked, uh, and then 
I didn't try to do more because I was just assuming I would get shit on. And that seems to be very much true because you need to switch to, well, either Chow or, or a uh, um, Evoker team, it seems, because you need to go through that horrible human mitigation. Yeah, yeah Eliana's got that human mit, which makes it difficult. I think generally because that human mit for like the score-based players turn five is like the big damage turn that you want to do your best yeah. above half and then it's really just surviving phase two until you can get it down to zero okay you know uh, what i take that back i can think of a unit where people actually would really like to see an envy version with a better sprite and oh nice this is not at all like a jump back to something entirely different yeah, but of, please of go course. ahead that's how the podcast <laughs> works you it guys is, say yeah. stuff and i ignore you yeah yeah but i think you all right go agree ahead with, agree with me on this you want to see a cglb malfazy if you're doing no, you're not wrong, actually. Oh, yes. if you're, you're doing not wrong. one of the original fan designs, you have to do all of them, though. Otherwise, it's not fair. Well, uh, no, they they have to skip Elisveris. I swear to God, if I have to hear, read another post from that guy, oh, from, from that Eunice designer about how yeah, horny that okay. unit design made him. No, Listen but, on that one. But um, no, the original yeah, no. unit design ones are dead. Sorry. What what about what if we had some serious discussions and thoughts about Kaito? No. I mean, actually, Kaito, I would, you know, Kaito and Tsukiko both had really cute, nice designs. Also, Kaito was actually a lot more powerful than you gave him credit for, Muspel. Like, he was. I never said that Kaito was, was useless. Synergistic. Okay, but I talked um, to Hirona son myself, and I know his design's intentions. And like, I think doesn't. it's just Muspel and Dream <laughs> don't understand the math behind dots. It's that simple. Kaito is actually a beast. <laughs> Yeah, I Wait, mean, all this came straight from Fujimoto-san. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, so and listen. He's fun to meme on, but yeah, Kaito and Tsukiko do actually have nice designs. Yeah. They do. I, and I think they could redesign Kaito as a tag chainer these days. And like, Chizuru seems to be winning the um, the vote, so I guess like she I, is probably I, the... Don't they still owe us a Roberta? Sorry? She's probably in the works. The pipeline is just like 12 months long. <laughs> yeah. I'm due surprised to that Chizuru is winning because I didn't think we had that many people that played back in the four-star era. Yeah, that, that's what I well, said. That's well, what I said. Well, I said the exact same argument. thing. Here's my argument. I think I think the people that are left are only people from the four-star era because they're only playing this. It's, it's like an abusive relationship. You just don't leave it because like no, no, you're it, so it, used it, to it. Exactly. I agree with you. Pulling in new players. No, because like yeah, it's you just the old as players. a new player, and you see that this game literally takes a hot steaming shit in your face, and you're like, hmm. I could be playing other gachas that don't shit in my face and spit in my mouth. Unless you're into that, that's perfectly fine. I do not kink shame. But, you know, I'm meaning it in a negative way as a, uh, you know, trying to paint a picture with my words. But, yeah. So, 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 everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. If you take anything with you, it's that Gumi is really not in it for the long haul right now. They are in it for the short-term gains. And that's, I think, I, I mean, obviously it's also hurting player intake. Who the fuck would want to continue playing this game uh, if they join now? So, um, I, but I hey. Think the, like complexity and stuff and just the, like, scrapped together mountain of content barely holding itself together is more yeah. like what makes it unapproachable for new players. Well, that's than, definitely a huge deterrent. You come in and yeah. you're like, what the fuck is going on here? And yeah. play so as, many as a new player, I feel like the banner stuff probably isn't really an issue because you have like 300k lapis available from story. Yeah. I think there's also yeah. a reputation thing right now. FFB has probably the worst reputation of all the Final Fantasy gacha games. So it, it, it is a thing. Been cut already. 
Yeah, I guess so. And, and in terms of like how um and in terms of like how this gotcha treats versus other its players versus other gotchas, I feel like it 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 it's like in the middle ground. It's like right dead in the center. But because new players tend to get more again as they have like 300k lapis in the story, they basically have infinite resources to you know pull for the next like six months. So they don't feel the pullness. It's just there's so much content TMRs and STMRs locked behind limited time stuff. You kind of lose interest after a few months. Yeah, there's that too. Absolutely. There's there's stuff you're just going to miss. And, and you just don't have the roster either. Like as a new player, sure, you could be pulling on every banner. But unless like you're going to get the perfect roster within the next five banners, like FFB still screws you over. Yeah, so, and like one uh, of the best examples is one I had a close friend, and like they they wanted to get into the game, and after a month they kind of just stopped because they realized even if they pulled Sephiroth, they can't get her katana. Like that's the sort of shit that stops people yeah, from playing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. So so it's I mean, but we know that we know this is a, not a new player friendly game at all, and I'm sure that Shadow, like I think that the Chizuru thing, like I, I think, right Shadow. I mean, I don't know if you were half kidding or not, but I think you're dead spot no, on. No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm being serious. Yeah. I think that the people that it's, do it's, play it's, are it's the people from the fucking force. So all yeah. of us are still in it. Well, yeah, there's it, the old people that voted for Chizuru and there's the new people who voted for Hyo and Zeno. No, because the new people don't know neither Hyo or Zeno. Come on. I had completely forgotten. If they played season two. I mean, Hyo came the fuck out. When the Hyo came out? Well, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, season two. So maybe they think he's a cool character. Okay, yeah. But like, Hyo came out in like 2000... 16, I want to say. 17, maybe? Probably 17 or 18. 17 or 18, yeah. It was yeah. like early to mid-7 star. So like new players don't know him. Like I would say like new players would need to pull for Tybus. Also, but but since we're shitting on Gumi, I just want to say one nice thing. And this is not about Gumi, this is about Aelin. But I do like the art direction that the new season is taking. It seems very uh, War of the Visions. War of the Visions art style, yes. Yeah, exactly. And I like that. I actually like Tybus as a character. He reminds me of a drunk Cyan. And, well, we all know I like Cyan, so I, it's like Tybus is actually a unit I like. Um, so, hey, Yo, more season... 2018, by the way. 2018, okay, yeah. yeah. That's four years ago, so... Well, more like three and a half, because he was near the end. Oh my god, Muspel always has to be technically correct. Did you notice that? Did you notice how he always has to be technically I feel like correct? Muspel would be such a fun person at parties, and this is me being uh, sarcastic. So what, what global exclusive unit do you think came out the week after Hyo? Wait, global exclusive unit? Well, okay, there, there's, there's more than one, but one of the five stars. What? what? Wait, what? I what, what, honestly what global exclusive can't. rainbows do you think came out the week after him? I'll give you a hint. They're not limited. So it would have been about mid-year. I feel like Kaito and Tsukiyo would have been the year later if it was it, summer. It was, it was September 2018. Okay. September. Was it, it wasn't Zeno, right? No. No, I don't think the month is going to help too you. Late. It might actually throw you off, which is another clue. Yeah, okay, so it's not like a holiday-related thing. Well, I already said they're who, not limited. Who is but... a global... Yeah, I mean, some holiday ones are permanent. Who is globally exclusive? Olive? You might you might say they're a little bit out of season. What the hell? And it's it, it's not the Black Friday units, right? No. no, I don't even know when Black Friday is though. I, so. I think that was the. Was year. it Aloha Lastwell? Yes. Bam. Oh, wow. Aloha Lastwell and Seaside Nicole. Okay, dream, dream. You looked it up, you piece of no, shit. No, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm just thinking. S late summer units have a history of being late, but like 
Kaisho and Tsukiko were a year later. I mostly remember like how the damage numbers roughly lined up. <laughs> but but this I, is why we call you a was I had a, The problem was I had a stronger memory of Aloha Laswell's enhanced numbers than his original ones. Yeah, remember how Aloha right. Laswell ran out of MP in like one turn? Oh yeah. Okay, uh, listen, I'm, I need to put a stop time. to this episode because I will fucking cut myself. Okay, I will I will just literally inflict pain on my person right now. Cut the audio I need, instead. Like I'm I'm gonna go play something that I enjoy. All right. All right. So, so here's a challenge for our listeners. Send Barrows direct messages. Don't look it up. Tell him what unit you think came out the week before Hyo. Oof. Actually, you know what? While you're sending DMs to me, just like put in a nude or like, you know, something right. to make that's, me that's happy. Just really emphasize how much you love the game right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do that. Okay. Also, while great... we're at it, quit playing FFB and play the City of uh, Opera Omni instead. It's so much more fun. Okay, you're such a gotcha hipster, though, Shadow. <laughs> but dude, well, keep, guys, keep in mind we can have that... our own podcast, high school. Like most people, could be the nerd who always has to be actually, and then I could be like the hipster. Keep in mind that, that you should only take Shadow's recommendations if you like Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah, wow. true, true. Actually, and that says a lot more about Shadow than it does about Final Fantasy twelve. All right. See you. Ne- see you next week, everybody. Bye. <laughs> see you next week. No, 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 yeah. no. This is not how we end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>